This is Sonic Landscapes, small stories of Australian places and spaces. I'm Maddie Stutchberry. Entombed in my memory is the sight of harsh grey stone steps. They have been chopped into the peak of the mountain like these gaping axe wounds. The stairs are an imperfect, imposing sight. And beyond the stairs is this endless expanse of blue sky. It feels like if you keep walking up the stairs, You might step off the very face of the earth, right up into the heavens. The peak of Mount Oberon stands at 558 metres, down at the southernmost tip of mainland Australia. It's not a terribly challenging climb. I guess it just seemed a lot bigger when I was a kid. When I was little, I would go camping at Wilson's Promontory every summer before school term resumed. I would go with my dad. We would drive down to the prom together in his white car. One time we went and it rained for an entire day and night. I lay on my back, looking up at the green canvas tent that was sheltering me and wondered in all my six-year-old wisdom where it was that the birds hid during the rainstorms. When we woke up in the morning, the sun was shining, and the birds were singing. It has been years, over a decade, since I went camping at the prom. But I decide to return. I find myself climbing back through my childhood, dragging myself through the minefield of memory and hauling my body back to the peak of the mountain, alone. The morning is warm when I lug my backpack into the passenger seat of my car. The sun already has some bite to it. When I touch the steering wheel, the plastic feels really soft. 
slide a CD into the slot, turn the key, and slowly exit the driveway. Don't wanna discuss it, think it's time for change. You may get disgusted. When we would drive down to Wilson's prom together, my father always played the same Van Morrison cassette. Even to this day, that same album always conjures an immediate image of a specific bend on a specific stretch of road that leads down into the National Park. There's this old story about a little boy who wandered off the walking track down at the prom, off into bushlands. He walked so far and for so long that the bush engulfed him, consumed him, and he never came back. Little boy lost, my mother would always say. Do not stray far from the path. And here I was, alone. I always wonder where that boy went. Where did he go? Perhaps he fell down a hole and the wombats and the wallabies took him, claimed him as one of their own. Maybe the spirits turned him into a tree and he grew and he grew and now I stand under his shade when I pull my water bottle from my backpack and drink from it deeply. Maybe he turned into a bird and flew away. Or maybe he just got lost and maybe he tried to find his way back to the path, but he grew more and more tired, and more and more thirsty, until he lay down beneath some ferns and never stood up again. A mother broken, searches disbelieving, this scenario played out all too often in the Australian bush. People who go for a walk or a hike and they get lost. Some of them will never return. Perhaps in a small way, paradoxically, I was trying to escape from myself by delving further and deeper into the unknown before eventually returning once more. I drive deeper into the national park. The green of the landscape envelops me. The sun is hot. I turn on the air conditioning in my car. Ice cold. My dad's car didn't have air conditioning. Instead, we would wind the windows down all the way. My hair would fly about my face wildly. I remember that. I look out the window now and the view is still the same. Instead, I now view it through the closed windows of my car, cool on the inside. Instead, now I am driving. 
In the distance, the green humps of hill and mountain rise and fall in the vista, this ocean on the land. And Mount Oberon looms, a craggy tooth jutting out of the green gum of the earth. Australian Gothica. Bushfires tore through this land several years ago. You can still see the blackened limbs of the gum trees poking up from the green scrub like dead man's fingers. I recently cut my hair short. I took these big great handfuls of my hair and just hacked away at it with scissors. And driving past these black trees, I think of my hair. I touch it, the bare nape of my neck. Hair grows back. You can cut it short, take it all away, remove a part of yourself, and it will come back. Grass, leaves and hair, it all grows back with vigour. Leaves bloom again, and you move on. You drive on. Further south. following the river, coasting around a corner, scything directly into the innermost parts of my memory, where fact and fiction run neatly next to each other, like the river I see out the window is somehow situated next to a vein somewhere deep inside my body. Standing at the foothill of the mountain, I contemplate why I want to go on this hike. To start with, it's way too damn hot today. It's the middle of summer. Heat seems to radiate from the ground, and I swear if I concentrate hard enough, I can feel the magma within the earth. I can feel it moving beneath my feet. I walk up the path, passing the occasional other hiker. Just why did I decide to do this hike? I mean, it's the height of summer, and I despise the heat. But sometimes when it's hot and it's sunny outside, I feel as though the UV rays of the sun just charge me with this impassioned energy to go outside, to make things and see things and do things, to jump off the jetty and swim into the blue, blue ocean. Which is all fine until you get sunburnt and your flesh begins to peel off in these great sheets and there's blood in the water from where you stub your toe on the jetty when you jump off. Or you wander too far off the path and you are lost forever. So peaceful here. An ideal place for family walks, camping holidays, school trips. A soft, gentle, post-lunch amble through the bush. But one day, that little boy left the track and he walked into the bush. I wonder how it played out. I see it in my mind, the scene. A mother calling out his name, panic, rising like bile in her throat. A search party assembled. A senior volunteer with more than 25 years' experience spoke later, saying how incredibly thick the vegetation at the prom was, how dense and hard it was going to be to search for that boy. 
but on the fifth day of searching, the entire area was completely trampled flat. They did not know what more they could do. And a week later, a mother drove away without her son. Why am I thinking about that now? I've just got to stop it. Focus. One foot in front of the other. Drag yourself to the top. Those steps, carved into the mountaintop, they rise up before me like a crude cardboard diorama of my childhood. The stairs are a lot steeper than I recall. In places, I have to use my hands to pull myself up to the top. is sharp and sudden. It takes my breath away. It just drops away so severely. I just feel like I'm standing on the very edge of the earth. There are more people, more hikers at the top here than I expected. I eat my apple regarding them all. The apple's way too flowery. I've been waiting to consume this apple, my victory apple, but it's pretty gross. I throw it off the edge a weak throw, because I fear that an overexerted pitch will throw my balance off and I will slide off the top of Mount Oberon. Instead, I watch it hit the rocks, an apple confetti flies into the air. Standing at the top, surveying the carpet of green before me, I wonder if I look long and hard enough if I could find that little boy lost. I wondered if I was, at this very moment, looking out at his body somewhere in the bush. And the more I looked for him, the more I realised that I was looking for myself, for that little girl lost, for that version of me who had wandered through this scrubby bush and paused among the trees, chasing after a memory that was as unfathomable as the very mountain upon which I stood. I used to come here with my father. He used to take me camping here every summer. We would poke the anemones at the beach when the tide was low when the sun was just cresting on the horizon. Now I'm here alone. That little boy is lost forever. 
My father isn't around anymore, but the mountain is here forever, solid and everlasting. And I can return here again and again and climb right to the top. You've been listening to Sonic Landscapes, small stories of Australian places and spaces. Thank you.